Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. Well, I, I got to tell you, I'll, I'll tell you a little story first. I, uh, some, some of you know this. Back when I was a teenager, 15, 16 years old, I had a job, James, and I used to work in the Kroger Bakery. Yes, thank you very much. That's right. And uh, yes, if you're asking, I, I had to test each of the items. It was just, I felt it was only kind of truthful. How could I say that it was good unless I knew it was good? Uh, and so you have to sample everything. And uh, I, still carry, I still carry that with me today, literally. <laughs> but, I, but, I, but I had a great time. Uh, I, I tell you what, I, I could really write on cakes. I could really write. I've, I've talked about this once before, but I could really write on cakes. People would never believe it, though. When you see, when you go into the bakery and, and you see the kind of the young 15, 16 year old dude behind the counter, and I used to close, uh, and so the morning shift with all the fancy bakery people, they had all gone, and I was just the only one left, and they'd come, and somebody last minute wanted to buy a birthday cake, and they'd come up and say, oh, I liked this birthday cake. Uh, can, can, can someone write happy birthday Janet on it? I'd say, sure, sure, I'd be happy to. I'd say, uh, yeah, and I'd see them looking like, who else is back there? Uh, <laughs> I promise you this every time. And it took me a while to understand what was going on. I said, uh, I said she says, do you have one of your cake decorators who can write? I said, no, I can, I can write on it, no problem. Uh, is there anybody else who can write? I mean, sometimes people are really bold, you know, the New Yorkers just told me straight. Uh, and it's like, no, 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 I can write. And, like, and, th and then you get the expression like, oh, no, this is going to be terrible. But the party is tonight. I got no choice. I've waited too long. I didn't order this cake in advance. So you're just kind of stuck with what you're going to get. All right, kid, go for it. You know, and it's like, oh, man, this is going to be miserable. But I could write on cakes, man. It was happy. They'd always go. It was always funny that when they got the cake, they'd look surprised. They'd be like, oh, oh, thank you. Do you have to make it that obvious that you really didn't expect it was going to be any good? I mean, they made it just so it was like a shock that actually it was legible even, you know, and. But in any case, I, I could really run on cakes, and, 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 and it's so interesting how these things worked. Uh, eventually, when I was in the Kroger Bakery of, of, of all places, just because I think you know me well enough, even back then, you know, I, I found out the code that you can pick up to the phone and it'd go on the in-store intercom, you know, the whole thing, and that was fun for me, you know, of course, and 
And so I started doing, the, I was the last one there in the bakery, and so I started doing these, these in-store announcements, you know. Attention Kroger shoppers, for a limited time, the bakery is now offering ice cream cakes for only $9.99. Why cook it yourself when you can have a ready-made ice cream cake for only $9.99? So please stop by the bakery and let the bakery do it. <laughs> And, uh, and I loved doing that, and it was just a lot of fun, and, and using that kind of what I thought was kind of a fun voice to do things, and eventually I did characters and all this stuff, and I talked about that a few years ago, but somehow, in such a weird way, uh, the, this, this teen job at, at a bakery at a Kroger actually helped me get a job in radio, <laughs> Now, I, I got to tell you, I never saw that coming. I never saw that coming. Somebody had heard the, the, the voice work. Eventually, they got me do. Eventually, the management heard it and got me doing the announcements all across the store for all the departments. Seafood, you know, <laughs> which was sweet. this great Jewish boy. The lobster is just only $17.99. I couldn't talk. No, I couldn't talk about if that was good or not. I had no idea. I hadn't touched that stuff. But in any case, the point is, is that I, someone knew that I did this uh, every time they walked, because I eventually they got me to record it on the in-store recording. And so day and night, every day was my voice and the Kroger's and, and they started doing them in other Kroger's. And so it, 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 uh, I'm telling you, I can't make this stuff up, right? And, and who would have thought? And then somebody heard, oh boy, yeah, Kevin's got that voice. He's on a Kroger. And then they heard about this radio station that needed somebody in there. They told them about me. The radio station called me out of the blue. I didn't even look for the job. And suddenly they're like, uh, are you interested in applying for a job on air and radio? And I'm like, well, yes, I am. Thank you for asking. <laughs> and, uh, and eventually I interviewed for the job, got the job, and worked in radio for many years, which is, which is just unbelievable. And, and working in radio... I, I, again, I never saw that coming. You know, I ne who would have thought that that would have led to a, a job in radio where suddenly instead of a, a store full of people, some of my Arbitrons might have 100,000 people listening, which is a lot. Uh, and, uh, and, and so didn't see that coming, but even more so because working in radio for a number of years helped me become more of a public speaker. Right? Because in radio, you have to learn to uh, speak on your feet, if you will, a little bit, you know, and extemporaneously just, just start talking and, and it making at least some semblance of sense, right? This is kind of important if you're on radio uh, when there are no visual cues. Uh, and so you see, God kind of had me working in public speaking some, as you can see, hopefully. Uh, and, uh, and you see, that's orchestrated. I didn't see that coming. I, I didn't know that that was going to happen. But God did. It's all orchestrated, you see. It's, it's almost like, hear me on this, it's almost like a puzzle that God is putting together, right? A puzzle that God is putting together. We don't see the whole picture until all the pieces come together. If you're looking at a puzzle and you're just looking at scattered pieces randomly and you don't even know what the final picture is supposed to look like, you really don't have almost any clue 
what the puzzle shows. You're completely clueless. Only God knows the, what the picture is supposed to look like. And so we just put together puzzle pieces, and the Lord, step by step, put, He orchestrates these puzzle pieces to reveal His picture and His plan. Maybe you go something, through something difficult in life, right? And it's hard. And you go through something really, really hard, and, and maybe you're in that moment, you say, why, God, why, God? This happens not infrequently. Why, God, why? But later, but later God uses that to help someone else through something similar. Right? You, the Lord uses you to, to touch and to speak and to speak into somebody who's going through something. So, oh, okay, well, wow, the Lord is using this, even though it was so hard and painful and difficult at the time. <laughs> the puzzle comes together, but you don't see it initially. I've heard many instances, many, many instances. I can't even count the number of times I've heard this amongst the mishpacha and, and other uh, people in the, in the body of faith where somebody gets injured. They fall or something. Something where, where they're, they're it's, it's, it's not anything you'd wish upon anybody. But then through the medical checkups, it's discovered that they have something much more serious that thankfully could now be addressed. I've heard, I can't tell you how many times I've heard about stuff like that. And if they had not had the car accident, they would not have known in time. Things aren't always what they seem if you don't know the full picture. Until the puzzle is put together, you don't really have the full picture. Isaiah chapter 55, please. Isaiah 55. For some of you, perhaps, who are watching online or listening on the podcast, and by the way, if you're watching online, listening to the podcast, please like this, <laughs> the video, and, the, uh, and subscribe, uh, please. It would be a real blessing. Share it with other people. Hmm. For some of you, perhaps, who are listening to this or who are here, maybe the entire message has already hit home in a way it needed to already. Maybe the Lord has already spoken to you in just three, four minutes, and he's given what you, the manna that you need for today. And if so, Baruch Hashem, we're going to dig a little bit. Listen to the message from God to us. Here's the message from God to us. Here it is, Isaiah 55, verse 8. For my thoughts, God says, are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways. It is a declaration of Adonai. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Ooh, boy, that's humbling, isn't it? But yet it's awesome at the same time because this is our God. And so, ooh, boy, okay, I'll take that. Thank you, Lord. But it is humbling. God has his ways. He has his ways. I'm going to tell you something, brother or sister, it does not matter how smart you are, you will not figure out all his ways. It's humbling. When we acknowledge this, when we really embrace it, it will lead to a more satisfying life. 
Y'all, I'm just telling you this. If we really embrace this, it leads to more satisfaction in life. Why? Because otherwise, if if we are always thinking that it doesn't make sense or we don't have it all figured out, it leads to discontent. Why isn't it like this? I don't understand why this is happening. Why is it like that? It's not, can you see how that would that would uh, kind of conjure uh, an attitude of discontent. Yeah, and, and that's, not, that's not what we're called to, brothers and sisters. But if we truly know his ways are way higher than our ways, okay, then it gives us a bit of a reassurance that, you know what, I'm not going to figure it all out. I'm not going to understand all of his ways. They're way higher than mine, way high. But you know what? I trust the maker. And so you know what? Okay, this may not have been the path that I would have picked or the thing that I would have chosen or the way that I would have handled it, but you know what? I don't see all the puzzle. Exodus chapter 12. This is very interesting. Last week, we talked about the month that we are in now, the month of Aviv also known as Nisan, okay? And, uh, and that was, boy, I got a lot of feedback from that message and the connections all about Nisan, the month of Aviv being the month of deliverance and how it was the new year. If you missed that message after, after this one, you can go back to YouTube and you can watch the message or the podcast and listen from last week. We talked about how this month is the month of redemption, the month of deliverance. And I want to pick up on that story some, and I want to talk about the significance of today, as in like today, this exact day on the Hebrew calendar, starting at sunset on the Shabbat. So let's go back to one of the passages that we read from last week, Exodus chapter 12. But this time we're going to continue in the story just a little bit. We're going to start with verse 1 of Exodus chapter 12. It says, Now Adonai spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, we talked about this last week, this month will mark the beginning of months for you. It is to be the first month of the year for you. Shana Tovah, happy new year to you all. We just had a new year about 10 days ago. Okay, tell all, verse 3 though, tell all the congregation of Israel that on the 10th day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one lamb for the household. Now, what's interesting uh, about this, especially as it relates to us and as it relates to everything that we've been talking about here, is today is exactly the 10th day of the month. If you listen to what Michael said a little bit earlier, he said today is the 10th day of the month of Nisan or Aviv. That is exactly today. This Shabbat is the 10th day of the month. It is the day when the lamb was picked. Today is the day that the lamb was picked. Now we read a little bit more later in the chapter about this lamb and what the, what the lamb is for and what the lamb will be used for and the timing of the lamb, but still recognize, interestingly, that it was days before the lamb was sacrificed and slain. I'm giving away a little bit of more of the story we're about to read. 
and its blood was put on the doorpost. But it was days before that. It was on the 10th day of Aviv, the 10th day of Nisan, that the lamb was selected, that the lamb was picked. Okay, we're going to go to Exodus 12, verse 5, a few verses down there. It says, your lamb is to be without blemish, a year old male. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. You must watch over it until the 14th day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel is to slaughter it at twilight. They are to take the blood and put it on the two, two doorposts and on the crossbeam of the houses where they will eat it. Hmm. Wow, interesting. On the 14th day, it is to be slaughtered and its blood shed. How interesting. Verse 12. Let's skip down to verse 12. And, and God says, For I will go through the land of Egypt on that night and strike down every firstborn, both men and animals, and I will execute judgment against all the gods of Egypt. I am Adonai. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. Passover, that's where we get that from. So there will be no plague among you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day is to be a memorial for you. You are to keep it as a feast to Adonai throughout your generations. You are to keep it as an eternal ordinance. Amen. As a quick side note, Oftentimes with our people, God tells our people to keep things eternally. And by the way, eternally does not mean eternally, uh, at least until Yeshua comes. No, no, no. Eternally means eternally. Forever means forever. Just wanted to give you a little Hebrew lesson there or maybe an English lesson. Forever means forever. Okay. So we are to continue observing this even today, which is why we celebrate Passover. It's considered perhaps the longest ceremony in the world that exists that has been continually celebrated. It's commanded right here. Okay, so on the 10th day of the month, which happens to be today, this special lamb is selected for the Passover. This is one of the main reasons why this particular Shabbat is called Shabbat Hagadol, okay, the great Shabbat. It's believed that in the days of the original Exodus, that the 10th of Aviv was on Shabbat like it happens to be this year. It is not always the case. It frequently is not the case. Okay, so the blood of the Passover lamb was to be placed on the two doorposts and upon the crossbeam of our houses. So, the lamb is selected on the 10th. On the 14th, the lamb is slaughtered. Its blood is put, you, you go outside the house, you put it on the, on the, the doorposts and on the cross, the blood of this animal, the blood of this animal. And God specifically says that when he sees the blood, he will pass over you. Now, if you stop for just a minute, and if we don't have any understanding or context, context, it seems kind of strange on one level. I mean, if I'm being objective and taking away kind of my role as a rabbi and I'm just thinking about it, it almost seems a little gory, really. An innocent dying so that others can be spared. It's not intuitive. 
Uh, in many ways, it, it doesn't make complete sense. An innocent dying so that others can be spared, and, and even more so, I mean, isn't that kind of yucky in a way? I mean, you take the blood, it's the blood, the blood's got to be a part of this. You take the blood and you smear it on the wall. I mean, listen, that's, that's sure we have modern sensibilities and that would be really weird for us today. It was weird for them back then. They didn't like commonly do this. This, this is what, you know, what exactly and why and everything. But remember this, God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are way higher than our thoughts. We need to be open to what God may be doing, even if we don't completely understand everything. We're never going to completely understand everything up until we get upstairs with him. The more we understand this, the more we'll be open to the plan of God. Imagine if the Israelite, perhaps with their pride, said, no, I refuse to do this. I, why? I don't get it. I don't get it. What, what difference does putting, uh, uh, killing an innocent animal and putting, the, putting blood on the door? For, I, this doesn't make any sense to me. This just, I'm sorry, this doesn't make any sense. I'm not going to do it. I refuse to do it. What would have happened? It would have been tragic. It would have been tragic. We have to have an openness to however the Almighty wants to work in our lives. Yochanan, John chapter 12, please. John chapter 12. Interestingly, <laughs> And some of you are probably way ahead of me. There's a remarkable parallel here, which goes on during the life of Messiah Yeshua. Very interesting story, Roberto. Maybe you've not picked up on this before. I find it astounding. If you understand, see, this is why some people will say, oh, yeah, you just got to separate. The old covenant, it's no longer anymore. It's, it's, wow. You, you got to have both. You got to have both. You can't understand the new without the old. The new fulfills the old. Without the old, the new fulfills nothing. You've got to have them both. But man, when you have them both and when you understand them both, it's like, uh, it's almost like, <laughs> A slow motion reminds me of Back to the Future when Marty McFly hit that guitar in the beginning of the movie. Remember that speaker that was larger than him and bang, he just knocked him out in the next room. <laughs> Probably even more than that, of course. But man, that, that's old and new combined right there. Okay, check out this timing. John chapter 12, verse 1. Six days before Passover, Yeshua came to Bethany where Lazarus was, whom Yeshua had raised from the dead. So they prepared a dinner there for Yeshua. Martha was serving and Lazarus was one of those reclining at the table with him. 
Now, this is interesting. This is right before he would be going to the execution stake, right before he would die. How interesting. So Yeshua arrives. He arrives at this place six days before Passover. So he would have arrived, do the math, the ninth. He would have arrived at this place on the ninth. If, if, if Passover we know is the 15th, which we know for sure, Passover is the 15th. If he arrived six days before, then he arrived the ninth, the ninth of Nisan, the ninth of Aviv. That's clearly when he arrived at this place. And so by the time they did dinner, remember the, the Hebrew calendar starts at sundown. So by the time they did dinner, it very well, most likely was the 10th of the month, the 10th of the month. That's today, by the way. But it's also the day what? That they selected the lamb that was to be slaughtered and its blood shed, its innocent blood, so that others could live. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> then something remarkable happens. Verse 3. Then Miriam took a pound of very expensive oil of pure nard and anointed Yeshua's feet, and she wiped his feet with her hair. Now the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. Wow. Okay, Miriam anointed Yeshua and his feet there. Friends, certainly don't think of this with any kind of gender stereotype. Men and women alike should be at Yeshua's feet, seeking to serve him with all of our hearts. But when Miriam took this oil and poured it on Yeshua's feet, when she did this, which was just so beautiful and meaningful and emotional, one of the, one of the disciples, the betrayer, Judas, he was very upset about it. He didn't like that. He thought it was wasteful. He complained about it. And so Yeshua replied to Judas, but what did he say? Here's something that if you understand what we read in Exodus, this will make sense. What did Yeshua say? John 12, 7. Therefore, Yeshua said to Judas, leave her alone. She set it aside for the day of my burial. Wow. So on, on or about the 10th day of Nisan or Aviv, Yeshua is anointed that he would die for our sins. And his blood, the blood of the innocent, was shed so that we can be spared. And when was Yeshua later executed? On the 14th day of the first month, the same day that the Passover lamb was to be slain in Exodus chapter 12, like we read earlier. Same day. Whoo. Remarkable. Beloved, Things in life are not always what they appear. When things happen in your life that you can't explain, challenges come that make you cry, 
when left turns or even U-turns happen in your road, when things don't happen the way that you think that they should, when things don't always make sense, when you don't understand. I've been in every one of those places. Remember, his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts much, much more so than our thoughts. There's a beautiful symmetry to the word of God. There's a beautiful symmetry to the plan of our creator. He knows what's going on. He knows what's going to happen. The amazing symmetry between the 10th is when the lamb was selected. The 10th was when Yeshua was anointed to die. The 14th was when the lamb was slain. The 14th is when Yeshua was slain. And the blood was redemptive. I want to conclude with Joshua chapter 4. Joshua chapter 4. It's a final story from the scriptures that also happened today on the 10th of Nisan or Aviv. Because remember, we talked about this last week. What did we talk about? We talked about the fact that this is the month of deliverance, right? Aviv, Nisan, right, Roberto? This is the month of deliverance. After all that happened in the Exodus, after all that happened in the, the Exodus, so much, the plagues, the, the slavery, the plagues, Moses and Pharaoh, then the Passover occurred, then the Red Sea parted, the law was given on Sinai. We wandered in the desert for 40 years. God provided manna, food for us to sustain us. And then finally, 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 we made it to the Jordan River. We finally made it to the Jordan River ready to cross over to be delivered at last. The deliverance was at hand. And it was at that place that God performed a miracle for Joshua. It's not near as profound as a miracle as what happened in Moses, but it was a miracle nonetheless. What happened uh, is the, the priests there with the ark and all that, they went, they went into the Jordan River and the Jordan River parted like the, like the Red Sea parted and, and held up on both sides, which uh, if you've been to the Red Sea, it is, it is huge. I mean... For sure, it's a, it's a large ocean. The Jordan River, not so much, okay, not so much. It's more like the Jordan Creek, okay? <laughs> if you've been to it before, it's not that. But still, hey, listen, uh, a miracle is a miracle. And, and when you have two and a half to three million people cross, uh, when you're in a vulnerable position, even a river like the size of the Jordan River could have been incredibly dangerous and put Israel in a very vulnerable position. So it was miraculous that indeed the Jordan River parted for them to cross over. 
And here's the interesting kind of postscript to this story. Brian, what day was it? What day was it that they crossed over, that they finally were able to cross over, remembering that the significance of that, the month of Aviv, the month of Nisan, and that 10th day when the lamb was selected, which presaged the deliverance that was about to happen. Joshua chapter 4, verse 19. It says, Now the people came up from the Jordan on the 10th day of the first month and camped at Gilgal on the eastern border of Jericho. (laughs) Wow. The day the lamb was selected... which provided the blood for the walls, for the doors, so that the angel of death passed over us. The day that lamb was selected, the 10th of Nisan, the same day that Yeshua was anointed, and he proclaimed that this is for my burial, that he was anointed, that he was selected and set apart to die and his blood to be shed for all of our sins. That was the exact day that we entered into the promised land. That was the day we entered into the promised land. Funny. I can still... Right on cakes. <laughs> the title of my message is The Puzzle. Let's bow our heads. Oh, Lord, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for this amazing, wow, the, the symmetry of it and the puzzle that comes together. How we can see it is something that is just nothing short of extraordinary. Lord, I just love to see that, that puzzle come together. And, and God, I pray in our lives, there's so many times when we don't understand. I'll, I'll tell you personally, there are so many times when I don't understand why some things happen that happen. I don't understand why this puzzle piece belongs here. I don't understand why this puzzle piece is even here. God, I don't get it. Sometimes I I might cry tears. Sometimes I might be frustrated or upset. Lord, but you have the whole puzzle in mind. You have the big picture in mind. You know what the puzzle is supposed to look like in the end. You know how the pieces fit together that I don't know. I don't understand how all the pieces fit together, God, but you do. Lord God, I pray for each and every one of us. Lord, I pray that you teach us all, Lord, that you have the big picture in mind, that when there are these puzzle pieces that we don't understand to to realize and to relax, perhaps, but trusting in you. Lord, why why the blood? It doesn't even make sense in, in some levels. You have your intention. 
you have your ways. Leviticus 17 says, through blood atonement is there a forgiveness of sin. We're going to take just a minute and the musicians are going to sing the sacrificed lamb. And you just let the Lord touch you as they, as they sing this song which talks about Yeshua being our lamb and the sacrificed lamb has been slain and placed on the altar to wipe away all of our sins and to bring us eternal hope. Have you ever heard Let's all stand up. Messiah has come It says in His Word To cleanse everyone Atonement He made Iniquity born That we can find life in Him every morn. The sacrifice lamb has been slain, His blood on the altar stained to wipe away guilt and pain to bring hope eternal. Salvation has come to the world, God's only Son to the world, Jesus the one for the world, Yeshua is He, the prophets of of Messiah His death is foretold The purpose is clear Messiah did say was for an atonement us away that leads not to death. The sacrifice lamb has been slain, his blood on the altar stained to wipe away Salvation has come to the world, God's only Son to the world, Jesus the one for the world, Yeshua is He. So brothers of mine, Look not to yourself, 
for we are but one. We all need his help. We've broken the law, but he paid our debt that we can find life by Yeshua's death. The sacrifice lamb has been slain, his blood on the altar stained to wipe away guilt and pain to bring hope so final atonement has come and brought us new hope by God's Son. If you will believe in your heart, Yeshua, you'll know. I was talking about earlier about when Michael read about how the patterns are to come. <laughs> the, exactly what we're talking about here, about how the 10th and the 14th really are total shadows and presages of Yeshua. And really the Passover story, the Passover lamb. If you're here today and you've never said a prayer to receive Yeshua as your Messiah, if you've never said a prayer and said, yes, I want to give my life to the Messiah, I want to serve God the rest of my days, but you'd like to today, lift your hand and we'll have a simple prayer. If that's you, if you've never given your life to God, but you'd like to, just raise your hand. We'll pray together. We'll all pray together. Maybe you're watching online or listening on the podcast and you've never said a prayer to receive Yeshua as your Messiah. Repeat this simple prayer after me. And God will touch you. Say, dear God, I humble myself before you. I ask Yeshua to come into my heart, Lord. I believe he's risen again, sitting at your right hand. Please forgive me of my sins, oh God. I need the blood of the Messiah on the doorpost of my heart so that you will pass over. Lord, I'll live for you the rest of my days. Thank you, God, in Yeshua's name. If you said that prayer for the first time, please let us know. We want to celebrate with you. Send us an email or give us a call. Lord, I thank you for everyone else here who is watching online, Lord, that we don't always understand the puzzle. We don't always understand everything. In some ways, it may not make sense to us, but it's because we don't see the big picture. But you had the big picture in mind, even Bereshit, even in the beginning. And I thank you, Lord, for this, God. And we trust in you, who sees the, the puzzle in full. I thank you for these things, Lord. In the name of Yeshua, in the name of our Messiah, Yeshua, we pray. Be encouraged, brothers and sisters. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. 
to make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethhalel.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L.org. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom. Nine, nine, nine.